Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your ho- with your host, hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers right here, checking in with you today on this fantastic Tuesday. Can we call it? Taco Tuesday is what some call it. We like to call it. I actually did have some tacos today at one of my local eateries, and they were good. But you know what's even better, friends? The leaked phone call with Joe Biden and the former Ukrainian president outlining exactly what all the Democrats tried to go after our president for. They wanted to kick him out of uh, office over it. Quid pro quo. Friends, I've got that leaked audio. I'm going to play some of that for you today. And we've got so much more to get into. Let me just quickly say thank you to all of you that are watching. If you're on Facebook, please hit the share button right now. Please do it. It makes a huge difference. Hit the share button. You never know. And I've got something, a personal story from somebody that follows me on Instagram that I'm going to talk about and get into today from Kate. I'm going to talk about that. But you never know which one of your family or friends may see something in this very show that may say, make them say, I need to rethink a few things. If you're on Twitter, please retweet. And if you're on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you're one of my subscribers to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, thank you so, so much for choosing to subscribe to my channel on iTunes, Spotify, your favorite podcast platform. Not only do you get all of my daily news, in case you miss it on uh, one of my other social media channels, but you also get the amazing one-on-one interviews that I get to do with true patriots, like was just posted today of Lindsey Graham, the salon owner in Oregon that was, uh, was defiant of the lockdown orders and reopened her business site that got cited for reopening her business had osha come in they have threatened to take away her license to do business and cps also showed up at her house that is exclusively on my podcast platform you won't want to miss it after the show make sure you go out and check it out and then please share my podcast with at least 10 friends help me spread the word about the no-nonsense unliberal biased news that i report every single day If you're not subscribed, please do so after the show. Well, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. How long, how many months after the whole Russia collusion hoax completely fell flat, how many months did we hear, oh, it was quid pro quo, oh, it was the President Trump that basically tried to get Ukraine to do something. We saw Adam Schiff go before Congress and make up his entire Uh, his entirely own depiction of what the president did. None of it was accurate. It was all lies. I've got some questions about why Schiff even has security clearances that he has when he is a known liar. But how many months did we have to hear these Democrats say that the president should be removed from office? They tried to impeach him over a quid pro quo that never happened. But you know what did happen? And I've got an interesting take on this that I think you'll pick up from the audio the quid pro quo that Joe did make with former Ukrainian president was absolutely true. It did happen. And the fact that it was leaked, and I think I can even tell you that I believe you'll hear from the audio, we'll be able to tell who exactly leaked it. Bombshell Biden's quid pro quo call with former Ukraine president released. It's not good news for Joe Biden. It's coming at Joe from all directions. We've got all of the ladies, all the women that have come out and said he's sexually uh, assaulted or was misappropriate, uh, was was uh, not appropriate with me. Uh, we've got his son's dealings in Ukraine, and now we've got this phone call. His phone call to Ukrainian President Poroshenko has had its transcript released 
and the audio you're going to hear in a second. This part of the this is part of his campaign to get Ukrainians top prosecutor Viktor Shokin fired. It did work. He did get him fired. The Democrats were not worried about what Joe Biden and his son did in Ukraine, but they decided that President Trump asking about their corrupt actions was an impeachable offense. It's pretty strange, isn't it? Quid pro quos proposed proposed a deal whereby Shokin would be fired and then Biden would be willing to sign a $1 billion loan guarantee on the behalf of us, on the behalf of American citizens and our taxpayer dollars is what Joe Biden was doing. This is exactly what they accused our president of doing. Well, I've got the audio for you all and I want you to listen very carefully. Listen to how crisp and clear the audio is when it's the former Ukrainian president talking compared to when Joe Biden is speaking. And listen, if you can, to you can actually kind of hear some echoes in the room, which tells a lot about who actually recorded this call and then released it. Here we go. Um, uh, there is a new government and a, uh, a new prosecutor general. Uh, I am prepared to do a public signing of the commitment for the billion dollars. Again, I'm not suggesting that that's what you want or don't want. I'm just suggesting that that's what we're prepared to do. But congratulations on installing the new prosecutor general. It's going to be critical uh, for him to work quickly to repair the damage Chokin did. And I'm a man of my word. I uh, and that now that the new prosecutor general's in place, we're ready to move forward in signing that new one billion dollar loan guarantee. And I don't know how you want to go about that. I want to thank you that you give me your word that immediately when we change the legislation and I appoint uh, the new prosecutor general, and it would be Yuri Lutsenko, as we agreed on our previous meeting in Washington. And uh, when it happened, um, we can have this loan guarantee. And thank you very much. What you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, Americans. Um, especially Americans, even though I know my show is watched all over the world, what you just heard was literally a president thanking the vice president of the United States of America for his $1 billion loan guarantee, after which he got the prosecutor Shokin taken off the case. In the full-blown audio, he speaks directly. Joe Biden even says, we need to help try to fix the damage that was done by Shokin. What was Shokin doing? He was investigating a corrupt company or oligarchy. He was investigating the corruption that was Burisma Holdings, the very same company where Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, had received millions of dollars and a seat on the board of a gas company that he knew nothing about. He didn't know anything about the industry. What we are all witnessing right now should very well be the absolute end of Joe Biden and hopefully the beginning of some new criminal investigations. Yeah, that's more than abuse of power. That is absolutely, it's treasonous in my book. And then for him to tr parade around and, and try to support the, the theory, the hoax that the president, current president of the United States did in fact uh, have some kind of quid pro quo is just disgusting. It's something that hopefully wakes a lot of Americans up. Again, if you're watching this for the first time, I hope you're reading between, you don't even have to read between the lines anymore. You should see that Joe Biden is all about himself, his son, 
and uh, Barack, I'm pretty sure, he, he appointed him uh, head uh, for the Ukraine. I, I'm pretty sure Barack was very privy to everything that was Joe Biden. This should absolutely be the end of Joe Biden, but we'll see. I wonder how the mainstream media is going to spin it. What are they going to say when the evidence is right there, clear for all of us to hear that is in fact a quid pro quo? What are you going to do, Joe? What are you going to do? Run and hide back in your basement. Maybe you'll make a video. Maybe you'll come out and deny, deny, deny. But what are you going to deny? The facts are out there. The proof is in. And uh, hopefully the ball of justice falls where it needs to fall. Well, that was the breaking, breaking news of the day. But there's other amazing things that are happening as well. And some not so amazing things that are taking place. But we did have a little bit of justice in Oregon while the judge chooses the Constitution over the tyrant Governor Brown, siding with churches over the lockdown. On Monday, a a judge in Oregon threw out a statewide virus pandemic restrictions imposed by Democrat Governor Katie Brown, saying she didn't go to the state legislature for approval to extend the stay-at-home orders past the 28-day limit. That's because tyrants feel they're too important to be bogged down by little things like laws, rules, and procedures. No, they just want to have it their way. Pretty much uh, that's what most we're seeing from most Democrats and some even Republican uh, mayors I've seen around the country are kowtowing and following suit with these Democrat uh, orders. Baker County Circuit Judge Matthew Shirtcliffe issued his opinion in response to a lawsuit filed earlier this month by 10 churches in Oregon that argued the state's social distancing directives are unconstitutional. Brown filed paperwork within hours seeking an emergency relief by the Oregon Supreme Court to put a hold on the ruling until the high court would take it up. Her attorneys had requested the judge to stay his ruling until then, but thankfully he declined. In a statement, Brown said, the science behind these executive orders hasn't changed one bit. Where's your science? What science are you talking about? There's no science to support that any of these stay-at-home orders do anything other than damage our economy, damage American families, damage the opportunity for businesses to ever be able to reopen again. Where is the science that you're referring to? It doesn't exist. Ongoing physical distancing, stay at home uh, as much as possible, and wearing face coverings will save lives across Oregon. No, there's no proof to any of that, literally. Some of these masks aren't doing anything but making and causing the wearers of those masks to inhale an exorbitant amount of CO2, which is not good for a lot of individuals that are dealing with different health issues. I bet if she was told she had to leave the Oregon's mansion due to a lack of money to pay the bills, she'd change her tune with the quickness. Well, thank God for the judge that sided with religious liberties. I know many friends and pastors that are going to be opening their doors May 31st in defiance of these stay-at-home lockdown orders. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of lawsuits, but I believe that justice is on the side of those pastors. It's on the side of us Americans. Well, we've got Nancy Pelosi that just has stooped to a new low. Wasn't it their whole motto that when they go low, we go high? Well, I think that we can pretty much agree that almost everything they say is like opposite day. Yeah, it's kind of like one thing for those spiritual individuals out there. I definitely believe in the unseen forces and beings that are out there constantly trying to berate us fill us with anxiety, fear, and torment us. I believe those are darkness, uh, forces of darkness that do that. And when I began to recognize those those voices of darkness, I realized they're only speaking lies. So pretty much whatever they say is the opposite of the truth. 
There's a nugget for you that's helped me a lot in my life when I'm hearing those things. It seems to be the same thing that's always coming from these Democrats. It's like, what is opposite day? Well, here is Pelosi trying to slam our president over his weight? Really? And Speaker, what's your reaction to the president saying that he's now taking hydroxychloroquine? Um He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientist, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese, they say. So I... I, uh, I, I, I really? Pelosi went there. Morbidly obese. Are you kidding me? She must not have actually ever met the President of the United States. I have on several occasions. Spent some time in the Oval Office with him. He's not anything that one would consider obese. Not, especially not morbidly obese. But where does this woman get off when I'm going to go there? She opened up the door. How in the world do all these Democrats continue to try to promote and parade Stacey Abrams around the country as their beloved hopeful champion and maybe Vice President for Joe Biden? When she is somebody that in all intents, purposes, and facts, you could actually deem morbidly obese. How in the world does Pelosi get off making a statement like that? Well, I love the president's response. Yes, he was asked specifically about Pelosi's statement, and this is what he had to say to Nancy. And you're going to love it. A lot of very positive things happening, uh, both in terms of the country, in terms of the election that's coming up, uh, we're doing very well in every way. Do you have any questions? Last night, Nancy, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, called you morbidly obese. I just wanted to know what you had to say in response. Oh, I don't, I don't respond to her. I think she's a waste of time. That's about the best thing you could do when you're hearing or listening to anything that has to do with Nancy Pelosi. She's a waste of time. I love the uh, the candor that the president took there. I love the high road that the president took there. There's no need for a response other than to say exactly what uh, he said. What you say, Nancy, is pretty much a waste of time. If we need to back that up with more proof, how about your $3 trillion stimulus bill so much of which has nothing to do with helping American citizens during this current pandemic, has everything to do with trying to push your national vote by mail uh, agenda, which we know will be ripe with fraud, has everything to do with helping out illegals during this time, Help has everything to do with uh, catering to illegals and making sure they get taken care of. Just like in California, Gavin Newsom, your nephew, is asking for a bailout. Yet he's giving $125 million, $80 million of which is supposed to be coming from, uh, from California's own taxpayers. Yeah, how do you like those apples? Anybody out there that still may think that they actually, the Democrats actually care about Americans? Uh, I, I think that you need to, uh, I think you need to rethink your decision. Wake up a little bit, just a little bit, wake up. And I'm going to go one more blast from the past because this was just an absolute crazy nugget to see Nancy Pelosi actually championing a different tune. What you're going to see compared to what you've seen of Nancy over the last several years is pretty much pure hypocrisy. Listen to what she has had to say about our borders when this was probably 30 years ago. Uh, again, what has she done in Congress for as long as she has? I, I don't really know, but this is what she used to say about our borders. 
I think my program heard me. <laughs> and well, it said if if nothing Nancy says makes any sense or matters much, we're not going to play that video. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. I just, I just, just the look of Nancy. I got to look at that one more time. <laughs> That's actually better than the clip I was going to show you. Well, the clip she was actually talking about why we needed strong borders, and she was actually even calling the D.C. swamp a swamp and said it needed to be drained. She actually used the words, drain the swamp. But uh, that look on Nancy's face, I think, says it all. And what the president said about Nancy, I think, rings true. Uh, nothing she says matters much, so I guess there's no need to actually even show it. Well, here we've got uh, these, <laughs> an actual Democrat governor blasting the CDC for inflating the virus death count. Yes, a Democrat governor, the Democrat governor of Colorado, Jared Polis, has blasted the CDC for its virus death count. Polis says the numbers are greatly inflated. No kidding. You're just now discovering that? I wonder if other Americans, especially Democrats, are aware that the numbers are greatly inflated. People who are dying of heart disease, diabetes, or obesity are included in the virus death counts. How, how does that work? Why does that even work? Well, you got to follow the money. Hospitals get paid a heck of a lot more if somebody dies of COVID than of heart, heart disease or uh, obesity or anything else. Uh, diabetes or anything else. The CDC is trying to inflate the death counts as high as they can in order to also blame President Trump. Polis made his charges right after it was revealed that Colorado's death count was inflated, but they then corrected it from 1150 to 878, which is a 20% difference. Now imagine, if you will, that happening all across the country on news stations night after night after night. No wonder so many Americans are absolutely fearful over this virus. I believe if the truth had actually been shared from the beginning and the get-go, we Americans would be taking a little bit different tune about this entire situation. Well, we I shared, a, uh, I shared an article where the gym in New Jersey had decided to open up. I actually shared the video, I believe, yesterday morning. And it was a good thing. The state police actually showed up and they said, you know what? We're supposed to cite you. We're supposed to shut you down. Have a nice day. Here's the video I tried to show yesterday. Let's see if it plays today. We are and we're only here for everybody's safety today. We plan for the worst, hope for the best, and it seems like that's what we have out here today. Yeah. Normally, you are all in violation of the executive order. On that note, on that note, have a good day. Everybody be safe. Thank you. That was yesterday. Well, apparently, uh, that didn't sit well with the powers that be, and the local government decided to step in and say, wait a minute, let's send our local law enforcement to that gym, and let's make sure that the individuals, the patrons, the members, it's not open to the public, you've got to be a member to be a part of this gym, let's make sure that these members understand that our draconian measures, are mean, we mean business that they're not to be crossed. So unfortunately, this is what took place, I believe, this morning. To tell us this guy's being arrested. arrested. And Ian told us not to show up today because they lied to him. They said they're arresting him right now. They're arresting him right now. 
He's even wearing a mask. That gentleman, a member of that gym, left the gym, and apparently the police wanted to make a point, so they arrested him. They're citing him, and uh, the, as more details come out, I'll make sure I bring them to out. I'll bring them to you probably on tomorrow's show. But how does that sit with you, America? How does it sit with your Democrats that you voted in handling and treating American citizens this way? Now, I know I hear from so many people uh, around the country that send me messages and say, well, I didn't vote for them. So I'm speaking to those that did. Hopefully this wakes you up a little bit. Hopefully you say, you know what? This is not right. If big box stores can do it, if we can social distance, which most people I see in the big box stores, they're not social distancing. Not even everybody's wearing a mask. This gym went above and beyond to make sure that everything was sanitized, that there were spray bottles for each individual to spray before and after using any of the equipment. They were taking temperatures of every single member before they went inside. And if they had a fever over 100.4, they were not allowed to come in. This small business by individuals that love the freedoms that we have in this country went above and beyond to make sure their members were safe. And that is how their local government treated them. We need some changes in this country. We need some changes very quick. And that's gonna happen all throughout this year when it's time to vote. We hold the power to remove these tyrants from office. Nobody, no American, should have to fear opening up their business or going to a business that they pay dues to, to enjoy a service that they desire with fear of being arrested. It just absolutely should not be taking place in the United States of America, yet it is. Well, we've got some interesting news coming from Senator Lindsey Graham. He sets a date to vote on issuing 53 former and current government officials, including Brennan and Obama. The Senate Judiciary Chairman uh, Lindsey Graham has set a date for his committee to vote on the issuance of, of subpoenas to 53 current and former government officials, including James Comey and John Brennan. The vote will take place on June 4th. That's just a couple weeks away and is expected to pass easily in the Republican-dominated committee. No word yet on when those due to be subpoenaed would actually appear before the committees, uh, the committee as it comes down to a matter of mutual scheduling from both sides. I think when the list of officials being subpoenaed comes out, more than a couple of people re will refuse to testify, citing the Fifth Amendment. We want to know exactly who was the coach behind the entire Russia collusion probe, the fake a hoax that was a coup attempt to try to unseat a duly elected president. We want to know that. And I believe that some individuals will choose to remain silent. Senate rules say that Graham must either get permission from the leading Democrats on their committee or gain a majority vote among the committee members. Democrats will never agree, but fortunately that won't be necessary as Republicans outnumber the Democrats and do not need a single Democrat vote to prevail. Some of those who will be among the 53 have already lied to Congress during previous questioning, including both Brennan and Comey. They may not want to answer questions under oath. 
that could get them criminally charged. And that's what they're going to be worried about. And that's what they're going to be concerned with is they don't want to face more, what should be more criminal uh, indictments or investigations. So we've got the deep state that is uh, absolutely at work trying to undermine our president and his administration. Uh, these actions are what's taking, uh, are what's taking uh, Durham's focus. Deep state actions in Italy are the focus of Durham's, Durham's investigation as Obama's Italian ambassador turns up on the list of General Flynn unmaskers. Why in the world would Italian, an Italian ambassador uh, be somebody that asked for the unmasking of General Flynn? The plot thickens. You may recall that right after Bill Barr appointed John Durham to investigate the origins of the phony Russia collusion investigation, both Barr and Durham traveled to Italy to meet with government officials trying to find out what part of Italian intelligence played and whether John Brennan was involved as the rumors said. Interesting, I'm gonna be on Rudy Giuliani. I know he spent some time over there in Italy too. He's been digging up some absolute dirt on all of this. I'll be on his radio show tomorrow. There are now rumors that the Durham investigation is concentrating on the role of Italian intelligence and John Brennan's role in deep state spying. It has taken another step after it was revealed that Obama's ambassador to Italy had filed a request to unmask General Michael Flynn. That's a little odd since even if Flynn was colluding with Russia, what would that have to do with Italian-American relations? Congressional investigators need to call in Obama's ambassador to Italy John R. Phillips and the Deputy Chief of Mission in Italy, Kelly Deegan, Degnan, and find out why they were unmasking, uh, making the unmasking requests. It is also interesting to note that just as the spying of the Trump campaign was ramping up, Barack Obama invited the Italian Prime Minister to the White House just before Obama was to step down. <laughs> I still don't quite understand why Attorney General Bill Barr, I trust him, I believe that he's going to do everything that he can. I believe that he is a man of mission, purpose, integrity, and he will he will act within the guidelines of the law to the fullest extent of the law. But it was definitely a little uh, disheartening to hear him say that Biden and Obama would not be subpoenaed, would not be uh, looked at for this these current proceedings. However, some of these new allegations, some of these new revelations may just change that a little bit, you think? I think that they absolutely could. Right now, I'm going to get into something a little more personal. This is uh, close to my heart. This comes from somebody that follows me on uh, Instagram. And I'll just say her name is Kate because that's all she uh, wants me to say. But this is something that I believe a lot of Americans are dealing with, especially in this current political climate. She says, I need help. I need advice. I'm a 19-year-old white woman and fellow Trumper. My boyfriend is black and hates my views on politics. And I want to know how I help him see the truth. He is, uh, his whole family are leftists, and I love him to death. I don't want to lose him just because of politics. Can you help me? You are one of the only few persons I can think of that might be able to help. Well, Kate, let me give you and anybody else that's dealing with an issue like this in your family or with your friends some advice, especially when it's somebody that's as close to you as uh, your boyfriend or fiance or whoever he is. Nobody should allow politics to get between family and be, get between relationships. Nobody should. It's, 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 not, it's not worth it in my opinion. I would say if it's somebody that's very, very close to you, like a spouse, like a boyfriend, and you really truly love this person, and you want to spend the rest of your life with this person, then I would say love them the best you can. Be the best individual that you can be. 
but hold to your values. You may just need to keep them to yourself a little bit. If this is somebody that is not very close to you, maybe it's a distant family member or friend, you know, I'd say the same thing. Love them the best that you can, but hold to your values. You've got to be bold, especially right now in this current political climate. You can't back down off of why you support this president and his administration. But the greatest piece of advice I could give you is know the facts. Because that's where every single time I've got into any debate or conversation with an individual that believes most of the liberal talking points that are spewed out of the mainstream media's uh, networks on a pretty much regular basis. When I speak the, the facts and I know the facts about what this president has done for the black community, the Hispanic community, for America as a whole, when I speak some of those facts, normally they have to cower back to something emotional. Well, it's something he said. It's how he said it. It's how he said this. It's something he said 10 years ago. And I say, what does it have to do with right now? If we can just focus on what the president has currently done right now, if we can actually look at the facts of what he's done for this country right now, and we're not listening and, and leaning and, and getting our information solely from the mainstream media, I believe that any person that truly looks at the facts will have a different take. They'll at least have to go do some research for themselves. And when they find those facts for themselves, hopefully that'll open their eyes just a little bit. But I think all of us should do our best to love our family, to love our friends, especially those that don't agree with us. We'll win them in the end with love. But don't let it, don't let it get in between you. And if he's watching, my brother, I'd love to have a conversation with you. <laughs> Please share this video, share this. Uh, I've, got a, I've got one more and I've got another video I gotta show you, but uh, that's exactly why I'm here, to try to give you some hope, to try to give you a different perspective than the mainstream media gives you and try to give you enough reason to at least go do some research for yourself. Well, this, this comes from uh, uh, the Democrats, while uh, the rest, while the entirety, pretty much the entirety of America is dealing with this pandemic and the response from so many Democrat governors locking down their states, making it so business owners cannot get to work. Unfortunately, the Democrats think that this is the perfect time to start another impeachment inquiry into our president. Are you kidding me? What are they smoking? Dems tell SCOTUS they need Mueller documents as they begin a new impeachment inquiry. House Democrats have petitioned the Supreme Court in order to get the court to order the release of the unredacted Mueller documents. They insist they need as, a, as, a, as they start a new impeachment inquiry. They assured the court that there would be no leaks, which is a lie. Pretty sure we'll find some leaks pop up. Democrats have been leaking like a sieve for over three years now. They claim the protocols they plan to use will prevent leaking. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen anything new out of the body of Democrats for a long time, other than them actually turning 180 degrees on Border Patrol. They, they used to actually be uh, all for border security. It's 180 degrees. It, but anybody that has Adam Schiff in it will leak on a daily basis. The three quickest methods of communication are the telephone, the telegraph, and tell Adam Schiff. That's pretty much accurate. The Democrats told the nine justices on Monday... The House Judiciary Committee's investigation did not cease with the conclusion of the impeachment trial. If this material reveals new evidence supporting the conclusion that President Trump committed impeachable offenses that are not covered by the articles adopted by the House, the committee will proceed accordingly, including, if necessary, by considering whether to recommend 
new articles of impeachment. Uh, while America is dealing with this, businesses are closed. Some business owners are trying to open up. Patrons are being arrested for trying to attend a gym that they pay dues to attend. The Democrats are still trying to find a way that they can get rid of a duly elected president and try to make sure that he does not win re-election. Well, I believe that he will win re-election. I believe that we must not succumb to uh, saying that voter by mail is the way to go. That's too much room for error and voter fraud. We not only need to make sure that the president wins re-election, but we need to retain the Senate and we need to get the House. What we need is unfettered progress by this president and his administration throughout all three branches of government, pushing forward the America First agenda, pushing forward the agenda that this president has embarked us all on that created the greatest, most booming economy that this country's ever seen. That is exactly what we need, and that's not gonna happen if it's, if it's vote by mail. I'm sorry to say, it's not gonna happen. There will be rampant voter fraud. There will be seats that are flipped that should never have been flipped. And uh, we'll have four more years of absolute treachery from the Democrats if they control the House or if they take the Senate. So get up, make your voices heard, share articles, share videos, do what you can to wake up as many as you can. We must all stand united in our front against this agenda of the Democrats. And one of my favorite videos, I've got to show you again, Hopefully it'll bring a, a, a smile to your face. But before that, this is the funny one I meant to share yesterday. I was on a roll yesterday and forgot to share it. This is just some of the funny things that are coming out of social media in the land of the pandemic. Well, you got to give it to Chick-fil-A for trying, but <laughs> that lady's laughing there gets me every single time. Friends, thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Please share this, share this podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, subscribe to the David J. You got to have that J in there. David J. Harris Jr. Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and I will see you all tomorrow. God bless. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye-bye.